Because, uh, you know, the people, we got to reach the people, the, the deficit. So, uh, uh we're going to bring back <laughs> a group of people I went to high school with. They were like, I can't remember any of his stances. Not band nerds, but they were like, had a band. Okay. And so they were like music, musical people in high school. <laughs> Not band nerds. nerds. They, they had a band. Well, no, they like played band instruments, but they weren't part of band in school. So they were hardcore band. Probably. But not hardcore music. Yeah, they played like crazy music. Welcome weird. to the Natural Habitat Podcast. What up, guys? Mikey Booyah, William Waffles. Um, hardcore band. But they've been, but they, the group of these like 12 dudes still hang out today, even though they've kind of moved around the. A 12 the person band? Yeah, it was like ska. That's why they used like band instruments Just that big and shit. Brass band? Yeah. The one that's like uh, brass. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's like 40 members and they all fucking. Yeah, shit like that. That on a smaller level. Okay. But uh, they've been posting literally like all these pictures of them from back in the day and modern like as a group with Bernie Sanders. Oh, what? Like 40 fucking plus pictures of him in the memes of like their own pictures, like hanging out with the crew. Oh, okay. So like they, he's part of the so crew. they inserted Bernie Sanders cold every time. Yeah, every fucking time. And most of the, we grew up in California, dude. So there he is with his gloves, just all. Yep. Uh, I hate it. It's I, dumb. <laughs> I hate how. Uh, I hate how much it like caught on. So, so fucking fast, it went crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie's everywhere, and it's like why. And it's it's because it's something that doesn't it it doesn't have like a political side and everyone can I guess enjoy it in a way. Yeah. It's not like you have to have a certain belief. It's to, not it's not mean. It's not like a He's just trying to keep warm. Man. Yeah. That's it. Nobody's like being mean to him about it either. They're just Putting Bernie Sanders in weird spot. Why is his mask all crooked? Is my thing. There's people are posting pictures of like Margar the the middle of Margarita El Camino with Bernie Sanders sitting in it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody is on this Bernie Sanders train. Yeah, right it's now. a lazy meme, is what it is. You can just it put is. Bernie Sanders anywhere. Yep, and you're like, boom, look, I made a meme. And uh, hey, look, I put Bernie there, made a meme. What the fuck? And I uh, one thing that people don't. Uh, like notice and really appreciate, which I was listening to Red Bar the other day, and he was talking about the Bernie meme, and he was like, "Nobody, all the work is done for you. Oh, like, yeah. like if there's a if there's something that you could do where you can look up and find a version of it where the background's already taken out, and you didn't do any work in Photoshop or trimming out the background and making this like yeah. sticker, which." A lot of the things. Did you see my uh, "Come on, Mando" meme that I did? My Joe Biden Mando meme. Oh, that was you. Yeah, I made that. Oh, bravo! And I had to, you know, uh, go and find all the pieces for that yeah. and put it together. Yeah. And just like uh, Bernie Sanders, the head was already cut out for me. I just found a PNG of someone that already did all the hard work. There you go. And then I slapped it on there. So, so you made a meme. 
Yeah, I made a meme and it was easy. Yeah. And that's what people make these Bernie memes and they're like, look at how brilliant I am. I made a new Bernie meme. And it's like, no, it kind of just blends in like a Family Guy episode. Yeah. With all the rest of the Bernie memes. I mean, I may not be like very tech savvy, but I've gotten to the point where I can pull specific imagery off of like Reface and put it onto something else. Yeah, you've been a refacing fool. I have. A refacing ass fool. Uh, so, uh, I like to put my face on other people's bodies. <laughs> it's fucking weird, but uh, I still don't think it looks like you. I think that maybe one or two of the videos that you've sent me look like you, and the rest of them don't. It just looks I, like a disfigured version of I got, I got are. real hard up there for a minute, uh, doing family photos of you, me, and Chanel, <laughs> where you were our children. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a couple of those. I like the one where you were the boy and the girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very disturbing faces. <laughs> yeah, there was one where I uh, where I was like a 40-year-old housewife woman with a bowl cut. Uh-huh. And I like that one. That one was really good. But uh, I wanted to talk about real quick Hamilton's Pharmacopia. Mm, yes. There's a new season of this shit out. Oh, really? And I want to say, I've been watching it on YouTube, and they've been, like, weird about dropping the episodes. They're not dropping when they're supposed to. And then one of them came out and then got pulled. Because he has an agreement with one of the streaming services. Yeah, it's uh, because Viceland has the deal with uh, Hulu. Yep. But it's not on Viceland at all. Hmm. Or Or not Viceland, but on Hulu at all. Yeah, it is. The third season? Not the new episode yeah. yet, no. Yeah. And that's what usually when a new season comes out, they'll put it on whatever streaming service. Mm, Hulu's really weird about when they put new stuff on. Yeah. They usually, unless they have a, like a, a current contract, say like they do with The Simpsons, where they will only have five episodes of The Simpsons on, but you get a new one every week. Yeah. Um, they also have contracts with like Hell's Kitchen. Where they have all Hell's Kitchen on there, and you get the new episodes. Mm-hmm. And then they do stuff with, like, American Dad, where you won't get the new season for, like, a year after it's come out. Yeah. So it's really weird how they have these, like, agreements for different shows, even though most of them are owned by the same company. Yeah. So, it's just, like, different contracts for everything. Yeah. Contract. There's the word I was looking for. And I was talking about how uh, agreements the other day about how they pulled the office off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't pull it. Their contract just ran contract out. went up. Yeah, and then they put it on Peacock, the new NBC streaming service. Which I, I watch Peacock because that's where I watch Psych. Oh yeah, Psych, Psych. Yeah. Uh, but this, especially if you already own the content like NBC. For them to start their own streaming service, like, that shit's money, son. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, like, if you do the math on Netflix, it's, like, crazy. The There's, like, a hundred and... There's almost, like, 200 million active subscriptions. Yeah. Like, not that's not counting people that are using other people's accounts. Right. Like, 190 million paid users. Mm-hmm. At soon to be nineteen ninety nine a month, because it's going up, and it works out to like fucking fifty billion dollars a year just in monthly payments. Yeah, 
So that's how they could just throw all this money at all the Netflix originals. And well, like Netflix bought up Cobra Kai. Yeah. I mean, the first season and a half was a YouTube Red exclusive. I haven't watched the second season or the third season. I haven't watched any of it. But I heard that with the third season, you could tell that it's like Netflix now, that they have Netflix money. Yeah. And not just YouTube money. Well, it makes sense. But uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, I love that shit. Hello, your show is greenlit. This is Netflix. How may I help you? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I've been stoked on the third season. It came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, it was just like on YouTube from Viceland. They were like, new Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia season. And it was... What? Amazon? Is it on Prime? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, cool. Cubino. And, uh... So this first episode, Synthetic Toad Venom Machine, was crazy because in the second season somewhere, he did this whole episode about Bufo Alvarius, which is the desert toad. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, he found all of the use of, you would like squeeze the gland of this toad Mm -hmm. onto like glass let it dry, scrape it off, and then smoke it. And it would and it would DMT. It would send you on this crazy DMT journey. And uh That's fucking crazy. That's I'm a squeeze I'ma squeeze a frog <laughs> onto some glass. Not it can't be like a rock or wood or like or metal. It has to be glass, like yeah. this very non-porous material, and then I'm gonna let it dry and smoke it. Yeah. Yep. And people all did this because of this <laughs> this pamphlet. Oh, a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking. <laughs> this was a this was a pamphlet, a little booklet that told you like why it got you high. It told you where the glands were, how to secrete it, how to respect the toad. Because I bet you people were just fucking eating toads. Yeah, probably. And so someone someone wrote this pamphlet under a pseudonym, right? Okay. And distributed this shit everywhere. And people got this back in, you know, the 60s or 70s or whatever and started doing this. And it was this whole toad fucking venom psychedelic craze, right? And okay. now... Now there's like a whole subculture about it. They do conventions every year and shit about the Bufo Alvarius. And what's going on? Is everything all right? Or are you oh, yeah, Googling I'm, something? Yeah, I'm Googling stuff. Okay. So in season two, he did this whole episode about it and he found the guy. His name was Albert Most, the pseudonym, I think, something yeah. like that. He found the guy who wrote the pamphlet and, like, interviewed him, right? Whoa, crazy. And the dude's like, yeah, you know, I fucking found out about it. I had to tell people. I didn't want anybody to bust me, so I did a different name. You know, it's crazy. And he was like an old shaman kind of guy. Yeah. So they put it out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the first episode of season three, Hamilton's like... At home, his hair's all grown out. 
he looks like a like a guru. Yeah. And fucking he just at home mid pandemic <laughs> and he's all like talking about how uh all the things that he got wrong in the first two seasons. It's like there's some equation that's like not right. And then he's like talking about something and he's like, I said this, but I actually should have said this, blah, blah, blah. And then it shows Albert Moss, the guy. And he's all like, and this was my biggest mistake of all. Then intro. And I'm like, oh, what? what, what what's the frog called? Bufo Alvarius. Bufo Alvarius. The psychedelic toad of the Sonora Desert. Mm-hmm. By Albert Most. Albert Most. Yeah, I got it, right? There it is. Yeah. Okay. So after the second season aired, yeah. people <laughs> came out and they said, that's not Albert Most. People that knew Albert Most yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, that's not him. And then people that knew that guy were like, he's not Albert Most. He wasn't even in that area in that yeah. time of his life, you know? And <clears throat> so it opened this whole journey to find the real Albert Most. Oh. Which he did. He found the real guy. And then he got all kinds of pictures and all of this like data. And then he got his journal that was all about fucking cocksucker. You'll be all right. I know it hurt. He found his journal that was all about like uh like drug compounds and different chemical creations and cocktails that you can make for different psychedelic experiences. And pretty much it was just a drug journal with like thousands of different things that have never seen the light of day and never been created or tested or anything. And now Hamilton has that and he understands it. Oh no. Yeah. So he's going to become the, the guy that like recreates all these drugs, which is going to be dope. But it was, insane dude crazy this guy was just out in the desert and fucking uh had heard about it from somewhere heard that the toad had dmt in it i forget where but went to the desert found a toad squeezed it onto the windshield of his van and it was like him and his girlfriend and their dog and he was the very first person to smoke toad venom so he he was like a like a chemist and like a scientist himself, and he <laughs> he assumed that the toad created DMT. Nobody knew it. Okay, he was just like within with the right climate and the right body type and the right this and right that, which the ideal conditions would be a toad in this desert climate, and went and like found it. And, like, figured out, like, what's this big old lump? I'm squeezing it. Stuff's coming out of here. Onto his windshield, let it dry, smoked it, went to a whole nother dimension, and now here we are today. It just baffles me how somebody could do something like that. Like, what possesses a motherfucker? It's like, oh, God, I heard frogs make you trip. Check it out, babe. And not even to be like, I, I heard a story about someone that did this, and it was crazy. Yeah, no. To be the first guy to do I that. heard frogs make you trip. Come on, babe. No, it's grab, I. Grab Fido. Yeah. We're going to go find this mm-hmm. and see if it happens. It's I, froggy. It's I think frogs make you trip. Because you didn't even hear it from anybody. 
There was nobody before him that did it. What did he do beforehand? I mean, the guy had to know something about like. Well, I mean, animals. Yeah, that's where the holes in my story will be filled with season three, episode one. Sweet. Of Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, which will tell you the whole thing. I just forget that part. But there is something. There is a reason why he was there searching for it. Word. And I think it was based on like his research. Crazy. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Get a little deeper into it. Yeah. But uh, it was dope, dude. I'm stoked on that. I'm excited. Had old Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been getting down on 90 Day Fiance, right? I have. Oh, shit. Lots. I love it. It's good. We just watched the quarantine. We're watching the quarantine season uh, right Quarantine now. time. And it's so funny to see him because it's filmed like three weeks into quarantine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we've been on lockdown for 23 days. <laughs> and hopefully we can go out soon. And then... uh. Nobody can do social distancing right yet. Oh, God. Like, they're all like, we're going to go bring some toilet paper to all of our friends and neighbors. And then they just go house to house. And they'll, like, walk up, hold no mask, no gloves or anything. Just holding the toilet paper, talking on it, flipping it around, kicking it like Ace Ventura and shit. Then... They go and they put it on the door and like knock, step back like two feet. And they're like, we're going to social distance. We're going to stay back. But there's toilet paper. We want, And they're just talking at them. Droplets flying everywhere. Oh, God. And then they just pick it up. No gloves and fucking put it in their mouth. And it's just like the craziest thing. And then they're all like joking around like, oh, we have to do this. (laughs) This is, I guess, normal now. And it's cool because they have no idea. Oh, my God. Here we are almost a year later. Yeah. I love that they're like, I love seeing them react because it's just like how we all reacted. To yeah. It. I love seeing them react to the early stages of the lockdown, thinking that it's almost over. Oh, God. Like a lot of them are like. Those days. <laughs> they had the two week lockdown. Mm-hmm. And if everything's cool, it'll open back up. And then I remember at, like, the 13 days, they were, like, two more weeks. Yep. They're like, shit's not cool yet, guys. And that's where everybody's at. Everybody's on, like, their second oh, no. two-week stretch. It was bad for toilet paper. Yeah. All the toilet paper's going to be. <sighs> and they all think that it's going to be cool. They're all like, any day now, we're going to be able to go outside. Fools. We just got to slow the Fools. slow the curve or whatever. Yeah, they don't know shit. Mm-mm. And I love it. I love watching it and being like, <sighs> nice. I'm from the future and you guys are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I wish I could Th- tell them. Things are not going to get better. Man, that's crazy. They only get worse. Uh, Let's see. We had this Baltic anomaly, which turned out to be nothing. You know, like a Baltic. But, uh, I do want to go into, because I still don't really know all of the history. A cootery? Of the coot. I'm the coot commander. Coot board. <laughs> the coot commander. Uh, I take that motherfucker and I'm like. <laughs> the, 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 the pronunciation, the true pronunciation, charcuterie. Yeah. Charcuterie. Shark coot board. Shark coot board? Shark coot board. No. It's a charcuterie board. 
Charcuterie. Char. There's no R. Charcuterie. There's an R, but it's silent. Charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Cooter. Charcuter. Shark. Here, you know what? Let me just actually play this. Again. Give me the charcuter. I want to say it's like calling the, a buffet a buffet. Charcuter. I made such a nice charcuter at the buffet the other day. <laughs> Why is it not playing? See, bro, it said charcuterie. It said char. Charcuterie. 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 Okay. We'll cut all that out. We'll come back in. The art of the charcuterie board. Mm. <laughs> it's so arty. Right. It's so arty. So, uh, charcuterie board, which is an assortment of meats, cheeses, crackers, nuts. We got uh, fruits. Fruit. We got dips. We got spreads. Oh, yeah, man. We got toasts. We got mosts. We got uh, olives. Ghosts. And, 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 and olives. And, mm, I like me some good, like, garlic stuffed olives. Ooh, I want to get some macadamia nuts for it. I like Ooh, macadamia. There you go. There you go. Good. There you go. So, uh, you guys have seen these charcuterie boards. Maybe if I remember in the what edit. Do you, what do you mean? Hold up. I'll what do you mean these people up? have maybe seen a charcuterie board? Everybody knows what the fuck a Lunchable is. Oh, yeah. Okay. We all, I guess, yeah. yeah everybody grew up eating a Lunchable at some point. If you didn't have them, you always wanted one. But, oh, man. Right? But a, a Lunchable was an introduction to us as children of what a charcuterie board is. It is. I here's some crackers, really some cheese, some meat. Oh, yeah. Here, here's a little candy, too. And then, you know, as we got older, it more it developed more. They're like, here, we've got we got a drink. Maybe we'll give you a like a little cupcake with with your charcuterie. And then they have like pizza charcuterie where you make your own little pizzas right there. Yeah. You know? So And these are all things in a charcuterie now. Yeah. That's and now you can crazy. go to where if you go to your store, go to your local grocery store and go to where they sell lunchables. There's not just lunchables anymore. Somebody grew up eating lunchables and was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm an adult. I want a more adult lunchable. Yeah. So they have like Quick to go charcuterie packs, mm -hmm. which has a couple of nice crackers in it. Might have a couple of matzo balls in it with like um, a little bit of prosciutto rolled up. And I mean, they're expensive, but uh, if you're out working hard all day and you're like, I want a little charcuts in the afternoon, you pick it up and eat it and you get back to work. A little noon shoots. Little noon coots. Little noon coots. Anyways, they are good. Yeah. And we've gotten to the point where you have like mozzarella sticks covered in prosciutto. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. You could buy like a two pack of them. You could buy like the Sargentos will come with like a nice cheese and like a couple of nuts and a little bit of fruit. Yeah. That's dude. It's all charcuterie. I'm telling you, bro. Charcuterie is not only been introduced to most people at a young age. Everybody knows what it is and still eats it at yeah. this point. You go to somebody's house and you have dip and crackers and there's cheese and like some salami out. That's a fucking charcuterie platter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the way down to, I mean, uh, there's these things that I get at Albertsons that has like strawberries, cheese, uh, crackers or, yeah. like, or yeah. granola. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like apples. Mm. All, it's like this is a this is a shakut. Yep. All of my favorite things. <laughs> these are all things that I love to eat. Yeah. Are shakuts. Yeah, that's right, dude. And that is why this year for Valentine's Day, me and the amazing beautiful Raven are making a charcuterie board. Oh, there you go. And enjoying it to ourselves. Nice. As a treat on Valentine's Day, get hella lit, eat the whole thing. You know. And we're building it from scratch, our own. You were talking to me about it earlier. Mm-hmm. And something you did not mention, but I'm going to tell you is one of the most important parts of a charcuterie board. The board. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. No. We're aware. <laughs> we're aware of that. You need a appropriate, mm-hmm. nice board. Yeah. Help. You could even get a nice, like, cut of wood, just mm-hmm. a big slab of wood, and that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, we've actually been talking about this a lot because yeah. that's one of the first steps that we need to do. It is very important. It's going to tell you how large your charcuterie can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we uh, – one thing that I was thinking of, I actually thought about – I brought up just getting wood. Mm-hmm. Like getting wood from like a cool thing or a cool place or an old building mm-hmm. or like coffin wood mm-hmm. from like the coffin of a serial killer or something would be cool. To dig be up like dang. John Wayne Gacy, grab a little piece of his right coffin lid. And uh, I think that what we're going to end up doing is we've been looking at all kinds of them like online. Yeah. And I'm just going to order some. Now a charcuterie board is excellent. To step your game up slightly, get a small, like, three-tier stacked, like, serving tray. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Though that, that, like, ups the game so much because it gives you the level for, like, to remove your crackers from the board. Mm-hmm. And leave the board strictly for, like, meat, cheese, and fruit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I was looking at one that had... Uh, like another board that slid out from the bottom. It had like little cubbies Ooh. where you could put like all the nuts and little things yeah, and pop it open. There you go. Everything's all contained in there. Yep. And then there's boards that have like cutouts almost like little indents mm-hmm. for like certain things. Like there'll be like circular indents for you to put cheeses, like round yep. cheeses and square ones for sliced stuff. And just like a little hole for you to put. You know, nuts and yep. piled up things. Yep. And 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 presentation yeah. is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, charcuterie really can just be thrown on a table and people can eat it, most certainly. But it's not really a charcuterie board unless the time and effort has been put into it mm-hmm. to have it be visually pleasing as well. Yeah. And that's what uh, we've – I've been looking up like a lot of building – charcuterie mm-hmm. certain meats and certain meats next to certain nuts uh-huh. and cheeses can't be next to this there, there's yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. way to design a charcuterie board for people visually eat first uh-huh. even if it's something you're just making for you and her it's you're both going to finish it probably go smoke and then come back to it and when you do that the first thing you're going to be eating with is your eyes yeah you're going to want the nose, the visuals, you want all of that to compare and compete with each other and come into a beautiful melody of mm-hmm. charcuterie. Then you start grabbing things all like 
are close to each other, that yep. complement each other yeah, well exactly. and go well together. And then you could start getting crazy where you're like, I'll take a piece here and then I'll reach way over here and grab something. Mm-hmm. You know, wrap that yeah. up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. And just fill all those gaps yeah. with like little things, little grapes, little yep. nuts, little this, little that. Mm. Fuck. Mm. So uh, I found out that charcuterie is actually the act of cooking the meat. It's like a prepared... Really? Meat, uh, bacon, ham, sausage, terrines, galantines, balbones, paetes, conflict, pork. <laughs> pork. Uh, primarily from pork. So it's really all about like the cooked meats, the aged meats. Yeah. Things like this, your salamis, your bablamis, your Italian dry rub uh, chubs, <laughs> Italian dry chub. And yeah, where's there's like a meat shop in here. There it is. Just this crazy fucking Italian meat shop. That guy is so angry. Somebody's taking his picture right now. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but, uh, so charcuterie is really all about cooking the meat, and it's a French way of preparing and cooking and preserving the meat. Okay. So a, so charcuterie, it's a charcuterie board. Charcuterie board is where you have the meat on the board, and then you implement other mm. flavors to go in: your cheeses, your crackers, your stackers. Nice, nice. Your uh, your peas. Your uh, have you guys thought as far beans. as to go as maybe getting a bottle of wine? Oh yeah, we're doing that. Okay, there we're you doing go. that also. We actually have the wine already. Ooh, there you go. Nice. And it was a gift from my sister, so it's like a special. Did, special did you get wine. it for Christmas? No. Oh okay. I got a bottle of wine for Christmas. Oh really? Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg wine? Yeah, dude. Christmas Snoop Dogg wine? Yeah. It's uh, the Criminal series. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. 21 Criminals or whatever? Yeah. 21 yeah. Crimes? Yeah, it's Snoop Dogg. Nice. Yeah. I saw that. I was shopping wine the other day. Yeah. Matt got that for me for Christmas. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to bust open that wine. Mm. Charcuterie root. We're getting honeycomb, which is like a staple. That's a key thing for us. Ooh, yeah. Um, Where is it? Is it Costco? I think it was Costco had it, uh, but somebody was telling me that Grocery Outlet has a really good deal on it right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like a, a like a big square plastic of it where there's four little different sections you can use. Oh, dang. Yeah. Let's go check I sure could often, bro. I'd- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did for, uh, for Christmas because we didn't need christmas dinner with our friends mm. so we did like a charcuterie board in the afternoon with them or earlier in the day yeah mm. fucking charcuterie i'm so ready yeah dude. it's gonna be good yeah uh we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna go and get like all kinds of stuff that's what i've been checking out all of these like bougie ass markets and stores yep. and cheese shops and meat places and shit and ooh, um, if you guys get a chance, I'd say go down to um, the fuck is the name of that town? Solving. Oh yeah, go to Solving. I would. It's a bit of a drive, but you guys, they yeah. they have like mad specialty shit like that. You probably get some real fucking good meat down there. Yeah, you're right. 
I was thinking about there's this place called uh called JR Meats or whatever, something like that, and it's in like uh South County somewhere. Okay. And they have uh they're like one of the only places around here that has like uh like Wagyu beef. Interesting. And I was thinking about going and getting one of those to have a nice bougie steak one night. I'd be curious just to search like gourmet deli meats yeah. around us and see what kind of places pop up. You, there's got to be some good places in like Templeton and near the coast. Yeah. Because it is such a heavy wine industry mm-hmm. that, I mean, you guys go to Costco? Uh, I mean, not really. Cost, do you have a Costco card? Yeah. Go. They have great deals on like prosciutto right now. Yeah. Like they've got a good selection of decent cheeses too. And they usually have like a couple of like trio packs of like pretty good cheese that come on its own little board already. Mm. So you can maybe think about doing that because I know Costco has always got something interesting. Yeah. That's what the next couple of weeks is all shopping for they, stuff. They have a 10 pack right now of uh, creme brulees. So that comes with just like the little cream in a dish. And then the sugar you pour on top, and then you just take our torch and go, yeah. and then boom, fresh creme brulee right there, dude. Fresh creme brulee. Let's see. A hundred things to put on a charcuterie board. All right. I bet, I bet a bunch of these are going to be basic as fuck. Yeah. Because the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's going to say cheese. But the, the, that's the thing is there's so many different kinds of cheese. No, but they need a hundred things. So they're probably going <clears> to, <throat> let's see, grapes, strawberries, bananas, oranges, no, no, apples, no, kiwis, no, pears. No, what is no, this? No, They're Hold just up. listing Go food? Go up. Apples and pears? Yes. Strawberries? Yes. Bananas, oranges? No. no. Kiwi? No. Can you imagine bananas and Canto- kiwi? Cantaloupe? If you had to the side maybe a a melon bowl with melon balls? Yes. But don't go in there with your fucking squares of fucking cantaloupe. Right? Yeah. Cherries? Yeah, that's nice. Blueberries will be good. Blueberries are usually part of it. There's something you could just pop real easy. Pineapple's yeah. a little much. A little berry melody with blueberries and raspberries, raspberries. and shit. That'd be good. I've seen snap peas. Carrots are a bit uh, tailgate Yeah, why would I want carrots and celery yeah. and cucumbers? Yeah, well, you can get like nice zucchinis. And get yeah. like slices of those. Yeah, but that's not that's not the same. Same with like a summer squash, maybe. Um, what a shitty phoned in list. Bruschetta. That's what you're talking about. Your little pieces of baguette you want to toast. That's bruschetta. Yeah. Um, chips. Fuck no. Get the goddamn chips, chips out of there. Can you imagine? Goldfish. Goldfish can be appropriately used in a charcuterie board. Yeah. As like a decorational piece, not as like here's a bowl of fucking goldfish. Yeah, you I know? believe it. Plus. It's it's a nice. I think that there should be a lot of things on there that are croutons. You already got the fucking Here, bruschetta, on. and that's the like high end crouton. What the yeah. fuck, guys? I think that there should be a few things on the board that almost there should be some that like bring you back to like a time in your life. There should be some that feel familiar. There should be so just in case if you ventured a little too far down the board, yeah, and you get something that was maybe a weird combo. Or you try something that it turns out you didn't like, you could run back to the safety of the goldfish. Well, like I'm, I'm a, a fan of uh, a pepper jelly on a cream cheese. Yeah, for a charcuterie board. Yeah, pepper jelly. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had that at the, the little charcuterie that we had at your house. Yeah. We had a, God, they have a bacon, pineapple, pepper jelly that is fucking just insane. Uh, so, I mean, this is just every food that you can imagine. Yeah, no, point, like they're just doing every food. Balsamic vinegar, you know, like half of these they I would suggest putting on there. Beef jerky, I wouldn't go buy any beef jerky and put it on there. Beef jerky. Now, like Catenio Bros, you want to like buy a stick and cut little strips off. That would go great with a lot of different stuff because it's a nice cured meat. And that, yeah, and that would be like a cool garnish too if and you that, did like little piles of like. And when it comes to beef jerky, you can't get like store like normal store bought beef jerky. Yeah, it has to be gourmet jerky. It's got to be just meat. You can't do jack links. Yeah, no. It's all shiny. Yeah. It looks all waxy. Yeah, it just has to be aged meat or preserved meat. Boiled eggs. That's the half-ass version. You got to do fucking deviled. Yeah. Now, here we go. See, this is weird. Now, in my opinion, charcuterie boards don't have a bunch of sweet shit. You may see, like, a chocolate here or... Something more sweet over here, but for the most part, it's a savory and sweet combo. You're not like you may have sweet stuff as like a cherry or a berry, but it's more salty, savory. Yeah, you're not having sweets. So, like a couple of cookies, yes. Chocolate chips, yes. Fruit snacks, Skittles, peanut butter cups, jelly beans. Jelly beans could be kind of fun, but that's still like way too sweet. That's taking you out of. Yeah. What you're trying to enjoy. All of these that, okay, taffy, chocolate, caramel, those are kind of, but I don't see those there. Uh, I think that fruit snacks would probably be good if you got like some really good ones that were like, that tasted good and it would, it would change it up to be like the, that chewiness of the fruit snack is like a different dried mouth, fruit, different mouthfeel. You get dried fruit. Yeah. Why not just dried fruit? Instead of fruit snacks. Fruit snacks is the like, <laughs> The, the bitch right. ass version of doing it. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, that's real nice. R- like, dried fruit is fucking key to. Swedish fish? No. Nah, I love cereal? Swedish fish. I fucking love Swedish fish. They do not belong on a charcuterie board. Cereal. You know what we should do for the for the thumbnail? I'm going to build a charcuterie board with all of these things. Oh, my God. Not all of them, but, like, all the worst ones that shouldn't be on here. Right? And be like, we're making charcuts today. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, I think that it's fun. I've been having a lot of fun um, experiencing bougie lifestyle things while not entering into the bougie world. Ooh, you know what I did not see on there? Veggies. Yeah. So like a nice pickled veggie. Yeah, definitely. Say asparagus maybe. Mm -hmm. It's real good. You could do like a hot pickled cauliflower. Would be a nice change up. It's a good texture. Kind of brings a little bit of heat. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Mm. Or like a little, uh, like a quartered artichoke heart would be good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have some something to dip it in. Yeah. And that's what, uh, like a round of dips also. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Almost like like a thing in the middle. That's like where the the, the cream cheese and and pepper jelly kind of comes mm-hmm. into. It's a dip dash spread. Or maybe around the side. Now, I'm not a huge person on hummus, but I always eat some when it's on a charcuterie board. Yeah. A nice little hummus. Well, you know, because hummus is a great pair for different crackers and occasionally a cheese. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, hummus and cheese. I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck the cracker. Take the cheese and dip it in the hummus. Yeah. 
You get you get weird sometimes when you charcutin'. Yeah. Yeah, so, mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. I'm ready. And I think that uh I think that we should all get into the charcut lifestyle. Yeah. Like you said, we've been eating charcuteries our whole lives, didn't even know it. Yeah. And I urge everyone out there to make your own charcuterie board. See, I I'm 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 thinking so deep into it at this point. You could start off your charcuterie with the wine. Mm-hmm. Right? You finish that bottle of wine off. And then when your charcuterie's done, have even maybe a small side charcuterie of more sweet items. Ooh. You know, maybe like a, a hella dank muffin from somewhere. Um, go to like a nice bakery and pick up two pieces of chocolate. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just a little charcuterie board because I know you guys are hella into nice coffee. Yeah. So after everything's done with your charcuterie board, brew up some fresh nice coffee. Yeah. Have a little sweet charcuterie to top it all off. Oh, man. I actually unlocked a new level in life yesterday. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. All right. I have a coffee grinder now. Ooh, dude. Which I learned that when you uh, mm-hmm. when you grind the beans, it opens up the beans and releases all the aromatics, which much like, uh, much like if you were to take gasoline and pour it into a can. Yep. And then let it sit there after, you know, a couple hours. That's all the fumes are gone. The gas is all kind of leaked out. Yep. After a couple of days, it just turns into water. Like it's not really flammable anymore. And it, you put it back in your car, it won't ignite. It loses all of its potency, well, which happens with coffee grounds. Same with nuggets. Yeah. Same with nuggets. If you don't exactly. keep your nuggets properly sealed or if they've been around too long or they're just open to the air, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have that same aroma or scent to them when they're popped open. Yeah. You know, you lose. Yeah, you lose all those terps, yep. all the terpenes, mm. which is the same with the coffee. You lose oh, the coffee terpenes. Coffee. So uh, I learned that. Yeah. And I learned that I've been slipping. I've been getting coffee that's been ground fucking months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm drinking it going like, ooh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And now buying whole bean coffee, grinding that shit. Right before I put it in. Ooh. Aromatic as fuck. I, I'm Ooh. just suggesting to you here. Yeah. But with the two little charcut boards, uh-huh. I think you, because you're still a few weeks off and you, like, say, uh, with our guy, you know his product. Mm-hmm. You smoke pretty much what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, try and curate the smoke, like maybe two or three different kinds of smoke throughout the charcuterie experience. Ooh, that's a good idea because uh you remember that show Bong Appetit? Yeah. I'm going to actually watch through that because they do a lot of that where they'll say since we're eating this, I'm going to pair it with this strain. See, you there know, you go. This orange kush goes really well with this because of the, you know, these mm-hmm. citrusy terpenes match well with the whatever. Yep, you know, your sweet, mm-hmm. your savory style, even like a pre, you know, like cuz I know like I said, you guys are probably going to spend the time to get it done. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to sit down right away. You're stoners. Yeah. You're going to be like, it's starting to get burnt. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go do that. Plus, you know? once it's done, it has to it has to exist for a while. Yeah. Like it has to set almost. Like almost, almost like macaroni and cheese. You can make macaroni and cheese and it's good. But then once you make macaroni and cheese and then kind of like go take some bong loads and – Maybe watch like a half an episode of something and you come mm-hmm. back and it has that kind of thick layer on the top and you stir it and it's all like mm-hmm. thick and noisy. All like, yep, like a pot of mac and cheese. So much better. 
Now, and I think a charcut does the same thing. It all settles. They do, but they are time limited. Very true. They need to be so like these aged and dried meats. Those are usually pretty good out for a while. Um, so are most of the cheeses. Yeah. But you know, you get into like some fruit. You get into like say the baked brie. If that sits around too long. You're down to a hard brie. Yeah, it's not hard, but it's not warm. Yeah. You're having cold brie. Mm-hmm. So it's there are there are aspects to a charcuterie board, and that's kind of where you build it as like the baked brie is more of a beginning part of the charcuterie board because it's a temperature specific mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. You know, not everything you're gonna have on the charcuterie is gonna be hot, let alone even warm. Most of it will be room temp. Plus I want some spinach artichoke dip in there. Ooh, you like yours warm or cold? Warm. Yeah, see, there's yeah. difference though. You have to Yeah. You know, maybe you have that set off for in the you take your middle smoke break and then oh, heat yeah. up the second warm Come dip. Come back to round two with warm stuff. Yeah. 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 I like or maybe that. you separate your warms out. Mm-hmm. Coming in on the beginning, work it into the middle somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's a journey. It's an adventure. Okay. I'm going to go buy stuff. I'm going to go buy charcuterie stuff. Bye, Go everybody. buy some charcuterie shit. Even if it's a Lunchable, sit down and enjoy it. Get a Lunchable, lay it out, send us a picture, tag us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Yeah. And I want to see your charcuts. Let's see all the charcuterie boards. The charcuts. Shoot board. Shoot bar.